Welcome to the Breezy Babies Podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 95, Setting Boundaries with Visitors. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, hello, how are you? So good to be with you again. My baby is napping, which means that it is podcast recording time. And I can't wait to share this fun episode with you today. You have requested to learn more about setting boundaries with visitors. Is that a tricky thing to do? Um, I feel like this was always a hard thing for me to do, especially with my first baby, because I just didn't know any better. And everyone was so excited. It was our first baby on my side of the family. It was the first grandchild period. And I think I've shared this before, but when I was laboring, we had a huge group of people waiting outside the delivery room in the waiting area, just sitting there waiting for the baby to be born. And it was honestly, it was stressful. Like as the, as it got later into the night, I was like, oh my gosh, we've got to have this baby. Um, everyone's waiting. (laughs) Everyone wants to go home and go to bed And, oh man, it's just looking back, it's like, why did we put that extra stress on ourselves? And then after she was born, we have all these pictures of grandma holding her and grandpa holding her. And we even had a family that was visiting a good, um, uh, good friends of our family who are visiting from Brazil. There was pictures with her being held by the, this family that was visiting from Brazil. And I mean, there were close family friends, but still looking back, I'm like, okay, that was like shortly after giving birth. And here is my baby being passed around between all these people when she should be with me. She should be on my chest. She should be doing skin to skin. Um, We should have been breastfeeding and bonding and not worrying about all the visitors. So, you know, fast forward to my fourth baby and we delivered at home this time and it was so, so different. There was no stress to have people over to visit, um, which is kind of interesting to think about why everyone comes to visit when you're in the hospital. But when you're at home, people, they're kind of a bit more respectful (laughs) because they're coming into your home. We had people come visit, but it wasn't until, I don't know, probably at least like a week after she was born And it just was so nice after giving birth to just be tucked into my own bed, have my baby on my chest and everyone just kind of left. And, um, it was just me and my baby and it was excellent. 
my youngest, actually, it was his sixth birthday. My third and my fourth are birthday twins born exactly six years apart. So I was like, listen, buddy, I know you want to go to boondocks for your birthday because P.S. you get in free to boondocks on your birthday. If you take your birth certificate to prove it truly is your birthday. So like, listen, you guys go to boondocks. I'm fine. I'm just going to rest right here, snuggle with my baby. And everyone literally left after about two hours after giving birth. Um, everyone was gone and it was so, so nice. So it's just was such a difference between my first to my fourth. And you know what, even with my first looking back, it's like, that's just how it was at the time. You know, it's not worth looking back and thinking like, oh my gosh, I did everything wrong. (laughs) It's like, that's just how it was at the time. And now I choose to do things a little bit different. But obviously, this is something that's on your mind as well. How do I set boundaries with visitors? And now in today's world, you have a little bit of a different spin on this as well. Not only is it kind of just annoying to have people when you're trying to feed your baby and rest and recover, but now we have this added layer of, you know, possibly delivering during a pandemic and, you know, protecting your baby from sickness and illness, you know, from visitors that could be passed around. So that's not just me that's going to be talking about this topic today. My guest today is Lex, and I am so excited to introduce you to Lex. She is part of the Breezy Babies team. I can't even believe that I am saying that. I have been interested in expanding my team for a while now, and Lex is the first step in expanding my team. And that's so crazy to think about because honestly, growing up, even getting my nursing degree for so many years, I never even imagined that I would even want to have my own business, let alone that I would have my own business. I honestly never was like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. But these last few years have really opened my eyes and changed things and changed my perspective. And I love being able to be a mom and be home with my kids for the majority of the day. And Also, that I can work and help others and serve and help bring in income for my family and show my kids what it looks like to to work hard at something and build something from scratch. Um, And I'm so happy that I can do that on my own time and my own terms. And you know what, by the way, if you're listening to this and you feel something in your heart pulling you towards having a business, um, do it. It's scary. It's so, so scary. And you're going to think, oh, who am I to have a business? Who am I to be able to work from home and, and make money and work the hours that I want? Um, but you know what, as I have been, um, expanding and thinking about hiring on a virtual assistant, um, most of the virtual assistants that I'm going to be considering are moms who want to be home with their kids and also bring in some income. 
And it's just so cool. Honestly, the possibilities are endless. And so I can't wait to tell you more about Lex and what she's going to be adding to my team. But first of all, I want to share a discount code with you um, because I told you last week that I don't share discount codes very often on this podcast. That's something I want to do more with. And the review that I'm going to read to you today has to do with personalized pumping plans. So I thought it would be perfect to share with you again about the baby Buddha. It's a portable pump that is way more easy on the budget than the Willow or the LV. And you can still pay for it with a healthcare spending account. Um, and not only is it more affordable, but it still has great suction power and um, you can even hack it to work with the cups that can fit inside of your bra. Um, and I walk you through all of this, by the way, in my personalized pumping plans. But let me first of all share the discount code for Baby Buddha. It's Breezy10. I'll have the link for the Baby Buddha in my show notes. But listen, if you are like, wait, I don't know how to use the baby Buddha with the cups that fit discreetly inside of my bra. How do I do this? I'm returning to work. Let me just tell you that a personalized pumping plan is perfect for you. And they are open again. Card is open at breezybabies.com and you can get yourself a personalized pumping plan. I'm telling you, if you are returning to work, this is going to be priceless for you. You can also pay for it with a healthcare spending account if you'd like. So this is what um, one of my recent clients said about personalized pumping plan. She said, I just wanted to thank you. Part of your person, part of the personalized pumping plan you made for me included trying to fit in an extra pumping session during the day. I started doing that and eventually had a small excess of milk each day. Today, that small excess has grown to be three to five ounces and I have dropped the extra pumping session. It's so nice to know that I can use my excess when I have a bad supply day or week in parentheses, she puts sickness or period. Sometimes at the end of the week, if I have more than five ounces and I get to freeze the rest and carry those five ounces over to Monday, the reduction in stress is life changing. Thank you again. Isn't that the nicest review? I love that. And again, I seriously love making personalized pumping plans for moms who are returning to work is near and dear to my heart because I returned to work for 13 hour shifts as a nurse with my babies, with all three of them actually. And, um, it was a rough transition with my first got easier with my second. Um, still had some issues with, uh, my baby taking a bottle, for example, and still had some issues with my third, but I figured out so much along the way. So I really pack my personalized pumping plans with all the information that you need to transition from home to work, from bottle to breast, all the things in between. Okay. Card is open. Go check it out. Okay. So let's talk about Lex. Now I want to introduce you to her. Um, Lex is someone who reached out to me a while ago. I think it was, um, well, it was probably first, like at the beginning of last year. And I actually met with her in person while I was pregnant. So it was probably like last summer that I met with her um, after one of my appointments with my midwife, I went and sat down and chatted with Lex in a coffee shop because she just was like, listen, I am taking my 
board soon to become an IBCLC. I don't know what to do after taking that test and hopefully passing. Um, she wanted to work in private practice, but just felt overwhelmed. Like, how do I start? What scheduling system do I do? What liability insurance should I have? Um, what, like, what do I charge? How do I set this up? (laughs) How do I do anything? Which I remember feeling that same overwhelm when I first started in private practice as well as a lactation consultant. And so I sat down and talked her through some of the things that I did to kind of help her. She took her exam in the fall of last year. So um, that was fall of 2021. And she passed her exam. And now as of this year, I think it's starting probably January 1st of 2022, she is an IBCLC. And um, she has just already hit the ground running. She has already been able to meet with a client while, um, joining my team, which she just did recently. I mean, just in the last couple of weeks. And, um, she met with a client who left a Google review. Her name is Julia and Julia's Google review says, um, I'm so glad I was able to receive help with my baby boy's latch from Alexis. She totally put me at ease with all my worries and struggles with breastfeeding. Thank you so much. Isn't that so cool? She is already killing it as an IVCLC. So this is so fun because um, think about this. Okay. Let's just think about how many IVCLCs there are in the United States. There's 18,503 IBCLCs in the United States. Okay. That might kind of sound like a lot, but it's really just a drop in the bucket. So if you break it down even more, I live in Utah. So in Utah alone, there are 3.2 million people. Now that includes all people, you know, kids, teenagers, elderly, and probably, you know, tons of groups that don't require any help with breastfeeding. (laughs) But still 3.2 million people in Utah. And as of the time of this recording, there are only 159 IBCLCs in the entire state of Utah. Okay, so if you do the math, 159 people are serving 3.2 million people. That's, it's, it's not a great ratio. (laughs) That is not a lot of lactation care for, you know, 3.2 million people. So I just feel so lucky that she is on my team. If you ever schedule a consultation at breezybabies.com, or if you even get approved through Lactation Network to get free consultations in person or telehealth, then you can book a consult with either me or Lex. Both of us can um, be billed for your insurance or we take self-pay. So um, it's so great. I'm so excited for you to hear more about Lex. Um, So without further ado, I'm going to turn the time over to her and she's going to talk to you about her top three tips on setting boundaries with visitors. Here we go. Hi, my name is Alexis. I am an IBCLC. I love my job and I love working with families. I fell in love with breastfeeding when I had my first baby. It came with challenges, but I loved learning more and getting over those challenges. 
I love so many things about breastfeeding. The good days, the bad days, the science behind it. Well, on my journey in becoming pregnant and becoming a parent, I noticed that everybody kind of pipes in advice. And that advice and those opinions may or may not work for you and your baby, your goals, or your family. I was always kind of on a search for the information that was evidence-based and what would fit my goals and my wants as a parent. That kind of led me on this journey of becoming an IBCLC. My well-meaning support system had some advice that wasn't exactly evidence-based and just kind of things that you hear all over, so I wanted to be a voice that I could help support and spread correct information. I remember Googling during those late-night nursing sessions for accurate information, and I just loved learning and really found my passion, and I knew I wanted to be a voice and support for new moms and parents. Then I remember later that year, I just kind of made the leap started my classes, looked into programs, got certified, and now here I am. I just love working with families and being in their corner to help support them. So right now I'm kind of getting ready to have another baby soon. And thinking back on my first baby and kind of preparing for this one, I remember those first few days in the hospital and at home. From the education that I now have, I know that those first few days are so special and crucial. It's a time to focus on things like skin to skin, bonding with your baby, helping your baby transition to their new world, and it's an important time to really work on breastfeeding. Those first few days can really help you lay down the groundwork for your supply and success later. It's also a time for you to heal and rest. You both have just been through a lot. This may also be a time where you need some help help with things physically as you are healing from birth, help with emotional and mental support as well. This is also a time when you may have a lot of people wanting to come and visit you and see your new baby. So I really want to talk about setting boundaries with visitors. Um, My husband comes from a really big, close-knit family, and everyone was really excited to see our first baby. And although I'm happy that everyone was so excited and supportive, I remember all those visitors coming and going stressed me out so bad. (laughs) People were wanting to hold the baby, and I just remember sitting there so uncomfortable. I mean, let's be honest, hemorrhoids were bugging me, perineum was still sore from delivery, and I just had this like crazy mama bear urge where I just wanted to hold my baby. It drove me nuts when other people had her. Um... I just hated that feeling of her not being in my arms. I just felt so stressed, and depending on what time the visit was, my breasts were getting full, or I needed to pump, and I was just overall uncomfortable. But I didn't really know what to do or say um, when they were just visiting. I didn't want to be rude. They were well-meaning and just wanted to see the baby. But it can be a hard situation, because this is a time where you do need support. However, these types of visits were not what I needed at the time. Having gone through that experience, I now know what kind of boundaries I want to set for visitors for this time around. So hopefully these tips can help you as well, and you can incorporate them into your postpartum plan. My first tip for setting boundaries with visitors is to know that this is your thing. You and your partner are the parents. You guys get to decide what you want. Maybe you're the type that wants close family members or friends to stay at the house with you for maybe a few days. Or maybe you just want a couple days 
of some privacy and space. You get to decide this. Know that it's okay to say no, and on the reverse, it's also okay to say yes if you need some help. Talk to your partner and communicate your needs and your plans. You guys are the parents, and this is your time with you and your baby to focus on your goals, enjoy your baby, do what you feel are comfortable with, and what you think is best. Second, I think it's really helpful to communicate with your visitors. Have a clear expectation of the visit. This is a really good conversation that may be a little bit easier to have, even to have before your baby comes as well. One thing I always tell moms in my breastfeeding class is to have helpful visitors. Have that in your postpartum plan. Let the focus be on you and what you need, and it's okay to ask for help. Let them know exactly what would be helpful. A lot of times I think people are wanting to help, they just don't know how to help. But you can kind of help them out and give them some suggestions. Like maybe someone comes over on their way, they pick up your grocery order and help you put it away. They switch out and fold laundry, walk the dog, do the dishes. Perhaps come spend some one-on-one time with your older children. Or even something simple like hold the baby while you run and get a shower or a nice bath on your own. Maybe for that day, you just need some space and someone just drops meal at your doorstep and kind of leaves it there for you. Um, Maybe you want a friend or a family member to come and stay at your house. Decide what works best for you and what you need. Surround yourself with people that will support you and that you feel comfortable with. Another part of this is to communicate your expectations of the visit before the visit. You can say something Like if someone texts you and says, hey, we want to come over, you can reply, that's great. I would love for you guys to come and see us. This time of day works best for us. And it would be great if we could keep the visit to only 30 minutes or an hour. Setting those expectations can really help. Remember, this is not a time where you need to feel like you're the host or you're going to entertain. The intention of the visit should be to take care of you and your needs and help with the baby if needed. Some other rules you may want to think about when you have visitors come in is they first go come in and wash their hands, wash their hands before holding baby, don't visit if you're sick, all those general good things. I've also kind of seen a lot of cute little signs that you can put on your door that can kind of help you set boundaries as well. The sign might say something like what I just mentioned, wash your hands, please don't stay too long. Thank you for coming. We're so excited for you to meet our new addition. Um, Another option to think about, if you don't have friends and family close by or are wanting some supported help, is a postpartum doula. They can be a great support to you in your postpartum journey as well. So remember, for setting boundaries with visitors, this is your thing. You can say no and you can say yes. You totally get to decide. Prepare now and include it in your postpartum plan. Have helpful visitors. Communicate before the visit expectations, such as length of visit and what will happen during the visit, or even time of day. Remember, you got this. Parent, Becoming a parent is so amazing, and I'm so excited for you to experience this. Congratulations on your new addition. 
So good, right? Thank you, Lex, so much for sharing those top three tips. Again, they were number one. This is your decision. You get to decide what works best for you and your needs. Number two, communicate beforehand with the visitors, the expectations of the visit, your rules, your expectations, how long the visit is going to be for. And number three, have helpful visitors. The focus is you and your needs. It's not a time for you to entertain. So, so good. And here's a heads up that you will be hearing more from Lex on this podcast as she shares her wisdom with you and you can get multiple perspectives from all of us IBCLCs here on the Breezy Babies podcast. So tune in again next Tuesday for more podcast goodness. Thank you so much for listening in. And of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You're a good friend to all. Bye friend. Bye.